step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Testing, testing. Black man renaissance. This is black man renaissance. On this edition of Black Man Renaissance, we interview certified personal trainer Manny Sherry. So, what's going on, man? Nothing much. How you doing? Happy Snow Day, man. How are you? Oh man, it's it was it was terrible this morning. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I mean. Got out the house, um, shoveled, got out the house by nine. It wasn't too bad uh, road-wise. And then all of a sudden by 10, 11, it started to pick up. And I was like, oh, it's a real snow day out here. Yeah, because <laughs> by me, all the buses were canceled. Uh, okay, all, yeah. All yeah. Bus, yeah, I was like, I was waiting for like an Uber for like three hours. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it was hey. ridiculous. Hey, it's one it's snow day just means it's a little bit slower of a day. That's it. You still get where you need to go, though, right? Yeah, you still went to the gym? Uh, yeah, I still, of course, still bang out a workout. If, if I'm gonna sit at home and just relax for a little bit, I might as well make it worth it first. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, double first, and then uh, just a little quick lift. I have some weights at my own house, so luckily I didn't have to go back to my studio. Uh, did you have clients today or no? No, luckily we was able to uh, catch it ahead of time, so we uh, we moved that way, um, just safety wise, make sure everybody's uh, good. So we just moved them to a different day, which worked out perfect. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man, I want to start off with. Where did your fitness journey begin? When and where did it begin? All right, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I played sports my whole life. So, you know, being healthy and being active was something that was always part of my whole life ever since I played. I started playing sports in like fifth, sixth grade and um, throughout middle school, throughout high school too as well. Natural athlete, so um, didn't really need to study too much about how to enhance anything, especially in high school and things like that. And then I just, started to fall in love with actually working out as much as my head coach um, in high school would try to get us to work out. We really didn't work out as much as we were supposed to. And then um, towards my senior year of high school, I started to uh, just really just try to understand a little bit how to better myself, get ready for college and everything like that. And uh, basically, I was just with a couple of buddies. We would lift in the living room a bunch of times. Uh, he had a bench. So uh, we'll do a couple benches before we go upstairs, play some video games or something like that. And I eventually started to find fitness as a little bit of an outlet, you know what I mean? A little bit of, I didn't go directly to college as soon as um, I was done with high school. So I was just working a little bit. So that was enough to keep me productive and make sure that I was on the right track. Um, so what ended up speeding up the process of that is I ended up going to school and knowing that I want to become a personal trainer and knowing that I want to help out people um, was something that I really was really, really interested in doing so. So luckily um, some of the people that I played high school football with, guide me in the right track of the, the major I would like to take, the concentration I would like to take, and um, you know the certifications I would like to get throughout that time period of study. And I went to Bridgewater State University, did that for four to five years, 
And at that point, I was, it was a blessing to play football at the same time that I was learning, you know, the anatomy of the body, how to really um, work and push and advance the body throughout that time period. And I really fell in love with fitness at that point, being a college athlete, having the weight room as something that's necessary in the, um, the sport that I was playing and seeing, once again, from what the book tells us to do to actually applying it to myself and seeing it work, you know? So um, big into health, big into fitness, and to fast forward the time a little bit, um, as soon as I was um, in my senior year of college, I took on an internship at the YMCA, and um, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. I wanted to work with athletes originally, but um, at the same time, I took the opportunity that I could get at that point, and um, it was a huge blessing because it was going through a renovation, so I got to see how to open up a gym, how to run a gym, and as soon as I was done with my internship, I became um, a personal trainer for them for two months and then became a manager for four years for them. So it's been a, it's been a great journey, man. Wow, wow, wow. So you just you went from being a trainer to to what? I was a manager overseeing um, about I, I ended up getting my staff up to 20 personal trainers. So I was manager for four years um, that department. All right. So so what exactly did you study? Physical education with the concentration of exercise science. I did a lot of lab work at that time period. Um, a little bit more advanced, just once again, because I knew that I wanted to be in the field of personal training. So I did take that concentration to advance my, my knowledge and my expertise. Okay, okay. So you're a natural athlete. You've been, you've been playing football since high school, right? Yes. All right, so you, you played football in high school, played football in college. What? Did you, I mean, cause you've been working out for a long time. What did, what did you learn in class that you did not learn prior to that? Um, just like the little nuances of things. I mean, I learned a lot, don't get me wrong. The big thing is like, we all, I think, and it's still happening to this day that we all like are like raised with a certain um, education on health and fitness that whether that's true or not is a big, um, the big thing that I learned was some of that was just more of a myth, uh, more of um, just kind of guessing that might seem common sense, that makes sense, but sometimes it's not by the book, you know, and just um, proper, like, you know, proper warm-ups, stretches, you know, different things that maybe I didn't go through at that time period of like, you know, how to lose weight or, you know, if you have a bad back, you know, things like that, that I really didn't like injuries and everything like that, that I was grateful and blessed that I, I didn't have to go through, but I got to learn to help others that maybe were on that path. Was there like, when you started learning, were, were there like any aha moments where you're like, wow, um, a lot. I would say there was really a lot of them. Um, I'll give you one. One was just like, you know, um, the old school way of warming up, you know what I mean? Um, at that given time period, I was doing exactly what, I, you know, anybody else would do at that point, and especially how the coaches would preach. We'll do long, long holds, stretches, um, really trying to get ready for practice or anything like that. And then as I was learning, you know, the difference between dynamic and static stretching and which one is more proper at a given time period, during the performance, you know, a uh, quick thing is the dynamic warm up. They want you to fire off the muscles pretty quickly. Don't hold them for long periods of time. Really get them used to the motion that you're about to do of exercise. Compared to static, they want you to hold it long, range of motion, hold stretches. And that's at the very end when your blood's flowing and your body's used to that and it's not going to perform at that point. So we was doing kind of the back end of everything. We was doing more static stretches. So when I changed it to dynamic stretches and try to fire off everything very quickly and not try to hold it for too long, you know, I felt better in my performance right away, you know? So just something like that, that once again, we might've took um, as our own common knowledge that we thought that was correct, you know? Yeah. Now, how important do you think stretching is? 
I think it's important to the longevity of your performance. You know, I would say, you know, if you skip a stretch every once in a while, it's not going to make too much of a big factor. But once again, um, it depends on how your body's feeling. And, you know, over time, you know, it'll tell if that um, that stretch was really for you. But I, I believe it's very important, to be honest, looking at some older clients that I have, you know, all the aches and pains and the simple movements that I'm doing with them just to make them feel better. You know, they could have prevented that by, you know, making sure that their range of motion was a lot better at that given time period and not letting it build up to where it became very short and painful at that point. So I think it is important as much as we um, times bypass it. Wow, you know, I used to work at the TD Garden, right? Yeah. So this is years ago, it was like 10, 10, 11 years ago. So during the Celtics games, this is when Kevin Garnett was still there. Now he'd be the last player to leave the building. He would be getting um, deep tissue massage. Yes. After every game. Now you as a trainer, do you advise for that or no? Yeah, I mean, you look at um, deep tissue massage and stretching. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, there are two things of great recoveries right there. Uh, deep tissue massage, especially for performance base of like athletes, huge, 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 huge. Um, the thing is like, you know, athletes do stretch a decent amount once, once again with the warm-ups, the cadence, sometimes cooling down too as well. But the deep tissue massage is breaking up a lot of just, um, you know, dead tissue that um, especially high impact sports that you just build up all that dead tissue. I remember my coach um, one time just having us break up the balls of our, our feet and um, right after our like um, two-a-days and everything like that and how great our body would feel the next day and how much we really could feel the, um, every little muscle on our foot to perform off of. So I, I think it's very important. Um, there's, there's plenty of tools out there right now too as well. The traditional one is a foam roller. Sometimes people use a lacrosse ball, tennis ball. Um, and right now I use a lot of um, the Hypervolt machine, the Theragun machine, um, just to break up a couple of tissues. Um, that way people are stretching and then also breaking up the tissue too as well. But I think it's huge for recovery both ways. Okay, okay. Now, when you when you go into a session, what's the first thing you do? Is when I go into a session, it's um, it's it's warming up, uh, getting the blood flowing, and it's really compensating at that point. That's that's huge for me right there. Is um, really just seeing how the body's feeling for that day, um, really seeing um, how the performance that we did, uh, you know, the last session, how did that react to the body as much as I check up on them through uh, texts and calls, you know, one-on-one, so then they can kind of point out um, any areas that are, you know, maybe a little bit more tight now, or maybe really firing off the way it needs to. But the first thing we usually do is just warm up, um, get the blood flowing, and then we'll go into some stretches just to get the body um, loose before we get going. Okay. What's, you know, what are like two of the, the greatest transformations you've seen? You know, I'll, I'll say my pride and joy that I had is um, when I got to the YMCA, they had um, three month weight loss programs. As uh, an athlete, um, I got challenged when I first was a manager of hosting that um, the program that um, I remember one of the uh, members that was a part of the program asked me what I knew about anything about weight loss because it looks like I haven't ever had to lose weight in my life. Very true. Um, and I told her that and I told her that my knowledge and my experience and my leadership will display it all and I took that on as a challenge and my biggest accomplishment that I have had is um, huge weight loss success I have a guy and a girl that lost 100 pounds underneath me uh, the girl took a hundred uh, sorry the, the girl took a year and a half to get to the guy took nine months to get there I have um, six other people lose 60 pounds a lot of people bunch a bunch of people losing 20 pounds 15 and then um, strength wise um, my biggest one was I had a 65 year old woman that I trained into getting her ready for a Spartan race and to do Olympic lifting. So it was uh, something that um, 
teaching someone from scratch how to perform some of one of the more complex strength training exercises and one of the more complex, um, you know, activity of races, to be honest. And at that given age, trying to just tell her that, you know, age is just a number. It's how much work you could put into it is where you're going to be. What's the safest way to lose weight or what's the proper increments of weight you should be losing? Um, everybody's different, you know, when it comes down to what's the safest way, what's, you know, the safest way is to do it correctly in a way that, you know, you don't want to shortcut or starve your body or anything like that. So really educating yourself a lot about nutrition, um, understanding, you know, what your nutrition looks like currently and how you could transform that. And um, patience, you know, very, being very, very ba uh, patient on what you're doing, rely on someone like a professional like myself to guide you physically on the performance exercises that you'll be doing, which I, I tend to use a little bit more of the strain training aspect of it. Nothing heavy, heavy weights, but using the muscles to be able to perform um, some of that calorie burning at that given time period. So then we are tightening up the body as we are transforming it to lose some weight at that same time period. But the biggest thing would be um, nutrition is huge. If you ever want to lose some weight, you have to know um, what are you putting into your body and what is that doing? Is that causing inflammation? And you know, where where are we with everything on that that scale too as well as performance of exercise too. All right. So when it comes to nutrition and diet, pretty sure that you're you're very health conscious about what you put in your body but growing up growing up in the household and between then and now what are the biggest changes in diet in my household yeah well you know you grew up with your parents you know they they, they fed you a certain type of way and now you know you feed yourself what's the difference yeah, I mean, just being more knowledgeable about it. Um, I, I tell my clients all the time, it's kind of, it's uh, you know, catch 22 of the circumstances. Like, um, you know, I love that I know a lot of stuff, but you know, food's not food to me anymore. I'm really looking at um, the food of the item that I eat and what, what can it do for my body beneficial wise or not. But I'd say the change in the household is, you know, I grew up in a Puerto Rican household. So we would eat, you know, a lot of rice and beans, um, a lot of fried food and, you know, my my um my family loves baked goods so you know what do you say Cucci frito. yes yeah. <laughs> everything tastes good with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like so we'll they'll bake a bunch of goods all the time uh, cookies cakes whatever and they'll drink soda so i think the number one change that i had directly even when i was in that household is i didn't really drink soda i uh transformed straight to water Baked goods, um, something I'll sometimes take on, sometimes I won't, um, and I would exercise to make up the difference. And I'll try to eat a little bit more clean, grilled things, baked things instead of fried at that point. is a real big difference. Um, currently, right now, living on my own, um, it's really the biggest difference is not buying the items that, you know, are not good for me in, in the household, so I don't have access to them. You know, when you live in someone else's house, you know, you tend to, you can't really dictate right. what's actually in the cabinets as right. much. Right. So do you eat rice or no rice at all? Oh, I have rice. Uh, I mean, I live I live by rice, you know. Um, I have done a, a great transformation of my own body. I did a year worth of um, a healthy eating, conscious eating at that time period. And rice was one of my main um, sources of food. Um, so I still have the rice, nothing wrong with the rice at all, you know, um, even if I do put the sofrito in it or anything like that, it's nothing wrong with that. It gives me enough energy to perform my exercises and it's clean enough to process through. Okay, okay. Um, now, when you have the rice, do you have it with like beans or do you have to have fiber with it or? Yeah, I tend to put some fiber. I mean, fiber is uh, lovely if you could really get enough fiber in your um, 
your nutrition cycle. I, I think it's um, the n- number one beneficial thing that you could do. That way we're really flushing out the toxins that we have. But yeah, I put in some beans. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know. Um, but whatever really tastes good. I always um, preach to everybody is, you know, the biggest thing about eating or being healthy is being able to do it for a long period of time of consistency. So um, please make the food taste good because the content of the food will, um, if it doesn't taste good, then you won't, won't want to keep on eating it. And then you'll get a different content of the food that just obviously tastes good, but not good for you, you know? Right, 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 right. Oh, you just grab some water? Uh, no, I'm blowing up some broccoli right now. So, <laughs> so broccoli with what? Um, to me, I just literally put broccoli, a little bit of cheese on there and a little bit of pepper and I'll eat that just like straight up. I'm not going to say it's going to taste amazing, but to me, um, I just need that to clean out a little bit for the day. So I'll, I'll eat it like medicine real quick. Okay. So is it like, is it, is it American cheese or? Uh, to me, it's, you know, it's just like cheddar cheese, like just like little, little sprinkles of it to just put a little bit of flavor onto it, but nothing too crazy, man. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Like no, you... That's, not, that's like a snack before my dinner right now. Oh, I got what's dinner? Dinner right now is um, I'm gonna have some cod. I'm gonna have some um, sweet potatoes. And then um, I will put a little bit more um, broccoli on the side of that one too as well. So nothing too crazy on that. Okay. Now when it comes to you, like how big are your portions? Are you big on portions or are you just like, as long as I have the right contents in my meal, I'm good? Yeah, it's really more of as long as I have the right content in my meal, um, I'm pretty much good. I, I don't want um, myself to ever, um, even when I went on that year's worth of just being more health conscious of my food, I never tracked anything. I never took measurements on anything. You know, I eat a large amount for sure, but I know it's all clean and I know that I'm willing to use the energy if I need to, if it's too much at that point. So I eat pretty big, but um, I trickle down when it comes down to later meals. Okay. Uh, oh, so, oh, so what's the, the biggest meal of the day is what, breakfast? Lunch. Lunch? Okay. Yeah. Why is that instead of breakfast? So breakfast is just hard to get to. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm getting ready to, for my day. I, I really don't block off too much time to have a large um, breakfast at that point. Um, so I just have whatever I could have, whether it's you know a protein shake, some meal, whatever is really convenient for me to do it on the go. I'll eat some snacks in between to make up the difference. And then lunch is where I really settle and um, really hone in on a big lunch. And the reason why for lunch is because I'm a little bit more busy, um, just like everybody else, after you know lunchtime. So if I wasn't able to get any more nutrients in at that given time period, at least lunch could hold me over until my next meal, as opposed to breakfast, I could I could afford to you know at least fit in a quick snack or something like that. Is there a certain time frame that we should be eating in after we wake up? No, um, you know, the biggest thing that I always preach to everybody, and it depends on what your goal is too as well, you know, but the biggest thing is, depending on your goal, if you're really trying to bulk up or lose weight, if you're aware of the amount of calories you're taking in or the amount of nutrients that you need to take in by the end of the day, it's obviously a little bit better to try to, you know, start earlier so then you have time to be able to take in the nutrients that you need. And some people, you know, like to clean out in the morning. So I, I, I preach that too as well. You could, you could clean out, you could just drink water and you could let your body flush out. Um, or you could get your metabolism going right away by having a meal, you know? So it depends on what your goal is and what you really want to shoot for. But time is not much. Um, it depends on your structure of your life, you know? 
Now, now what about like a- Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People who are like diabetic, what, what would you diabetic, suggest? They, they, they know what they need to do in the contents of, um, you know, they can't have their blood sugars too low. And so they, they will need to make sure that they check their blood regularly as they know and um, adjust accordingly at that point too as well. But, um, you know, those are, you know, more than often they're having more snacks to bring up their, um, their blood levels, their blood sugar levels and everything like that to make sure that they're good too. But um, it all depends on, you know, what they had the night before, how low are they in the tank and everything like that to see whether they need to eat it right away in the morning. But for the most part, they probably need to get some type of nutrients in, in the morning. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I'm not sure. So I was thinking that they have to get something in like ASAP as soon as they get up. It depends. It really does. I would say uh, preferably yes. That way, um, you know, they could regulate their own level of blood sugar too as well. But you know, the big thing about them is their insulin levels. They got to be really honed in on, um, you know, where the highs and lows of their insulin levels are. And um, that's a big thing about diabetics. And um, they tend to find a good structure, um, whether it's like a quick snack in the morning or anything like that, just to get it going. I, I asked the trainer this like the other day, how important is it for um how important is it for us to you know have an exercise regimen i think it's huge i think you know in a way that the regiment really just um kind of centers you throughout the week kind of makes you feel like things are falling in the right place and um, at that given time period it's easier to perform it when the days that you don't want to perform it you know because you have it structured and you know in a routine um, so you kind of give yourself a little bit more of a push as just how important is it to exercise very important you know the the more you could get the body flowing get the endorphins going you know that works hand in hand with the mental health that you're going to be um, experiencing at that point too as well so I think it's very important to find your own good regiment that you feel comfortable with and then you can watch that grow and develop and progress. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that because I, I, I saw a few of your Facebook posts. I'm like, yo, you're a very positive guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're very man. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, something um, I have definitely uh, spent the time to make sure I've, I've become, you know what I mean? And in a way that I know that I'm doing a little bit more than the average person would be to um, really to try to be on that other side a lot more often and be that support and leader for other people that I, you know, support or know me as you know mm -hmm. and that's just just who i want to be okay okay now i think that i think that's very important man i mean um because you could be taking care of your body and still not be okay because um blood pressure could be high stress levels 
Um, so I, yeah, I think it's very, very important to make sure your mental health is on point. But do you, but you feel like uh, having an exercise regimen goes hand in hand, or not goes hand in hand, but it kind of helps towards that. Absolutely, like I said, um, the endorphins alone um, that you'll be receiving will make you feel more uplifted, more bright, um, and more willing to believe in things, you know, that uh, maybe you don't um, see or anything like that to, because you feel good, you know, you know, whether you started your day like that or you ended your day, you know, you release some stress at that point too as well. It's just a great, you know, my question always is, is to other people, if you're not exercising for the outlet, what is your outlet, you know? And it tends to be, um, you know, something that's not that much beneficial, but might feel, you know, a little bit more quick, instant outlet of gratification on a different toxic manner. You might as well heal yourself by fitness, you know? Right. For the people who are just like wary of the gym, how how do you get them in there? How, how, how do you get someone to get comfortable with the notion of going to the gym? In what manner? Um, due to COVID or just in general? Of- in general, in general. Okay. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is understanding that, you know, you're going to the gym to better yourself. Um, I think a lot of people prior to, you know, 2020 and COVID and everything like that were hesitant to go to the gym because they compare themselves to others, you know? And, you know, you'll obviously see some people in the gym that have been there for years and know exactly what they're doing and, you know, um, have performed or looked the way that maybe you would like to or somebody would like to. But um, I would say the best way to get comfortable to go to the gym is to find a body, find a support person, um, find anybody that could really help you understand that this is going to be a process. This is going to be a journey. Uh, But, you know, don't give up on yourself and you'll find that um, you'll get that reward. Like I said, um, I love my profession. I love what I do because I could hold someone's hand um, until they can really see what they're doing and how how much all the effort that of showing up has um, pushed their life forward in in an enhanced way, in a positive way. But I really would say um, really believe in themselves. Take one day at a time and just give yourself very patience on the journey and keep showing up and it, it would only get better as you keep showing up. What do you think about people taking shortcuts? I just saw a clip on Instagram not too long ago of a very popular DJ, male DJ, and he was getting lipo. And I was just like, hey, like, you know, if he really took the time, he could really you could really lose the weight, you know, the natural way. So what do you think about, what do you think about liposuction and stuff like that? I mean, my biggest thing is about it is, it doesn't teach you habits. It doesn't change habits. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people that do have lipo, I, I wish them the best of luck that they do um, understand that, that that could be a quick reset button for them in their lives. You know, especially, it's probably more of a mental thing than physical as much as it is physical, but, the biggest thing is, you, you know, you have people that have taken those uh, procedures and they, they eventually go back to where they just came from because they didn't change any habits. So if anything, it just buys them more time to be able to do exactly what they were doing to bring them back to the same path. But I, I always believe in, you know, do it right, you know, and do it the healthy way because, we're you know, as much as we're looking at the, um, you know, the physical world of everything and how someone really looks after maybe a liposuction or anything like that, what is what, how their organs firing off at that point? Right, know? right, right. How's their insides really, um, really benefiting from that surgery? And um, it's probably not that great, you know, because once again, you're shortcutting something that the body's a system, and now you know you just took away something that it naturally could re- revert back to. Right, right. I, I, it's like it's akin to like 
fixing the outside of the house, but the foundation is all messed up and yeah, it's just it's, more, it's, it's a mental thing. Like I said, it's more of um, you know trying to keep up with the Joneses or something like that, or um, not you know there's no confidence, self confidence or anything like that. So yeah. they rather instant gratification, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. What do you say? Because you spoke on this like earlier about people feeling intimidated going to the gym because of of how they perceive themselves. They may be real self conscious. I see it as. You know what? You go into the gym, and someone, somebody, somebody might go to the gym, right? They might see you working out. They'd be like, "Damn, I want, I want, I want his body." But I think people do not understand that, yo, you cannot have Manny's body. You can only have the best version of your body. Yes. Right. Yeah, um, it happens a lot, man. Um, I get it. You know, um, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's realistic, and then, then there's you know inspiration you know you could obviously use someone else's uh journey and path for inspiration and so we should you know but in the factor of what's realistic and you know the biggest thing is that gives people unrealistic timelines on things unrealistic measurements on progress and it also you know might be unrealistic to get to where that person is and i always said i wish you could um honestly you know, click on any human being that you see and see their journey of how they became that person that you see right in front of them, you know, and whether that person naturally just looked like that or whether that person did their own transformation that took a long time period that started the same way that person that wants to be them is looking like, you know? So, but I think the biggest thing is you could only, as you talked about, is compare yourself to where you started and um, how far um, along in the journey are you because at the end of the day, this is your body and this is where you're, you know, what you're given and how can you improve where you're starting from is the only thing that anybody should measure it. That way, you do have patience to uh, fulfill that whole journey. You do have patience when progress is small, you see the reward in those as opposed to looking at something that took a longer time period to get to and it doesn't seem like you're ever going to get there with the small progressions that you're making. But um, I think if you continue to make those small progressions, you'll be able to head in the right direction and really define your body to the best potential way that your body is built by, you know? But I think looking at other people should be more inspiration than uh, chasing to duplicate. Yeah, yeah, well, I think I think a lot of it has to deal with like social media. Like, what, what... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Look, we're, we're looking at all these images and we're not really getting the full picture we're just seeing the the finished product or and you know what I, I say this a lot i say social media someone's social media account is just carefully curated content yep. right? yeah right you know you're never gonna put that you know i look like crap on a picture you know what i mean right 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 <laughs> doesn't happen you know yeah yeah so, so uh, yeah we talked about um social media before and the article that I was with um, the South African article and a lot and it, it just the biggest thing about it is you know that's that's almost you know th what their you know expertise is is to show highlights of life that they have but they don't show the the, the work that takes to get there they don't show the journey that 
got there and um, realistically they, they don't really help you get there either you know what I mean they just say do what I do and you might get there you might not you know right. but social media could be good you just have to find the right expertise and right knowledge from it and apply it yourself and once again uh, evaluate your journey and how how much you're moving forward on that but social media could be good or bad you know any which way you take it I mean yeah I think you, you could take it as inspiration um speaking of inspiration who are have you ever had like inspiration in what factor as far as maybe a popular influencer or maybe 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 a popular bodybuilder where you were like yeah you know what taking certain aspects of you know taking certain aspects of this person's physique or this person's fitness regimen yeah i mean i wouldn't say i have like a pinpoint person for that um my biggest thing is someone's mentality. I'll probably take more than not um, than their physical aspects of things. But looking at, you know, someone I, I did before, like, you know, I, I didn't have abs before. And I looked at um, some social media people that, you know, had abs the whole time, great abs. And then what I did was I went back in their history and literally like went back to like their first post on their social media just to see did they transform you know what i mean and how long did it take for them to be the guy that i see right there of the you know the abs and then it just mentally pushed me that i could do more um i could perform more and i could learn more and you know educate myself a little bit more to to get the body that i want to as well but um inspirational wise um there's not a pinpoint person it's really i i focus on more mindset and um you know strengthen that because i believe if my mind is um as strong as as positive as it possibly could be i will be patient enough to get to where i need to go and that time will come you know so regardless if it's physical mental just general life that's kind of what i lean on a little bit more but physical wise yeah definitely on social media people you know that really just get after it and kind of just you know preaching the right stuff now back to what i was saying before where you know people get so caught up in seeing somebody else's journey and or you know they might they might look at you and say damn i want to be like manny but you can only be 100 percent of your the, you know the, the best version of yourself where do you feel like you are on that journey to being 100 percent of yourself at least aesthetically physically um i would say uh because i honed in on a tr nutrition a lot more um aesthetically pretty much good as, as a natural person could be. I think I could push a little bit more um, if I had to give a percentage, I'll say like, you know, maybe 80% of where I could be um, in a way that I'm still trying to learn how to, you know, continue to build up muscle mass, but also stay as lean as possible. So, but you know, that, that holds into more complex features of, you know, nutrition and how much more natural could I actually be of that? And um, you know, what's the give and take between, you know, um, the amount of calories I need to eat, um, the burning factor of it and everything like that. But I would say like 80%, there's always room to grow aesthetic wise too as well. But I don't want to be too obsessed with it. Um, especially um, once again, I'm, I'm grateful for the body that I have and um, the knowledge that I have to even get my body to where it is right now. So I wouldn't want to nitpick too much, but um, yeah, I would say like maybe 80% of what I think um, I could do. Now, this, this all takes discipline, right? Absolutely. So, as you know, as a person being a novice coming into the fitness world and you know wanting to you know get themselves to the best versions that they can be, what are some ways that they can strengthen their mind and be more more disciplined? So I think the first way would just be um, you know just show up. You know that's that's probably the first thing is you know whenever you think about anything else, you're just saying I, I'm just going to show up regardless if um, you know 
you're not feeling like it. I mean, if you're not feeling too well at that point, then that's different. But if you're just mentally not feeling like it, just show up. I think um, no one has ever regretted showing up and actually performing something. Um, I think another way to do it is, you know, just really think about where you currently are today and do you, are you happy with where you are? And if you're not happy, you know, change is determined by action, you know? So um, that goes hand in hand with showing up, you know? So if you're not happy where you are, what's the next step to, to transform that into a better life, you know? So I think discipline comes from believing in yourself, believing that you'll be there and being patient enough to get there, you know? But I think immediately the first thing that anything, anybody should think of is, I just need to continue to show up and see what happens. And at that point, I believe you'll get to close enough to um, a spark at that point to make it more of a normal regiment that you don't have to be as um, motivating to yourself to, to get there, you know? Right, right, right. And it, that, that also goes back to what you were saying before, just get, you know, getting that, that workout buddy just for accountability. Absolutely. Right, right. Now, do you have workout buddies? Um, I don't. Um, I'm a, I like to work out by myself a lot um, in a way that in back in the day I did. It's just hard, you know. Um, maybe you don't lift the same weights. Maybe you're taking longer breaks, um, you know, just switching it out. Maybe someone doesn't feel like it that day. And then all of a sudden it makes you think, should I even perform, you know, that day? <laughs> so I just like, you know, I, I for the most part, I get up at like 5, 4.35 in the morning and I'll I'll, I'll get into you know the gym as quick as possible as early as possible and banging out you know that way i'm starting my day pretty like you know getting take care of myself before i take care of others and um you know most people don't want to get up that early and perform all that and you know every once in a while i will do it just because i know some people just um you know would feel really good if they worked out with me or anything like that so absolutely i would um perform and exercise with some people but not often um just because once again i, I treat it as you know one of my best um self-healing self-strengthening moments and um i take it very seriously in a way that i don't take the workout seriously i'm listening to music dancing around whatever i gotta do but i yeah. take getting it done and making sure that i feel um, good and i challenge myself that day seriously and i, don't, I just don't want um, anybody else to dictate that path for me but um i'm more than willing to help anybody get going so i, I would absolutely um work out with people just to spark up uh, an interest of, for themselves too as well um cardio yeah you know i just started doing i was never really i was never really too big into cardio like i would just do maybe like five minutes before my workout but i just but like two weeks ago i just started doing two miles a day like three sometimes five days a week like it yeah yeah um yeah. so when you do cardio is would you rather go right would you rather run outside or do you like the treadmill better um outside would be better okay so yeah with cardio for somebody trying to get into cardio what do you suggest they start at you know it depends on what's the reason for the cardio is it health seeking is it just to trim down but for cardio i would say you gotta do something that they like you know what i mean um i wouldn't say there's a um a number one thing that you should try that you might like everybody's different um, but you know, a lot of people think like maybe running might be it, but that's a high impact one. Maybe like, you know, an elliptical, a bike, um, anything, it depends on where they're starting from, but you just got to do something that you like, you know, yeah. um, I ended up falling in love with like running upstairs, you know what I mean? That was something that I was, um, had a good time doing because it just broke up the cardio pieces a little bit, but 
and then I ran. I, I fell in love with running too as well. But it depends on just like it, you know what I mean? That way it doesn't seem like work too much because cardiovascular exercises are very strenuous and, you know, tiring. You just got to enjoy it so you could keep up with it. Once again, everything's consistency and longevity. Okay. Now, what about people with uh, joint issues? Joint issues, um, hop right on the recumbent bike. Um, hop right on that recumbent bike, get the blood flowing. And at that point, um, start to strengthen up the muscles around you. So then um, your joints are not as discomfort, but stay away from high impact as, as much as possible. So um, once again, just hopping on a recumbent bike and cruising, swimming would be the absolute best exercise for anybody. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Joint discomfort. Um, you know, that way you are getting a huge cardiovascular exercise, but you are not damaging or inflaming any of the joints. Okay. Now, now what about the guys who are just all about just, you know, just the weights and there's no cardio? <laughs> yeah, <what am> I? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously you feel some type of way about that because you know the laugh yeah uh, i mean it, the thing is i uh the way i train people is it's a combination of strength and cardio because as um yeah as you mentioned that i, I mentioned it sometimes and say hey if i put you know took some of those guys and say hey let's run around the block uh the block like, a couple times and then let's perform some of your strength exercises no way there's no right. way they could you know and to me um, I, I believe everybody should be, you know, just like um, back in the day and, you know, caveman days, you should be combat ready, you know, right? Um, because, you know, all that strength, unless you're performing something, you're getting paid to be that strong. I don't, I believe you should have a balance between cardiovascular and strength, because once again, if you go, if you have to do anything of endurance, of survival, you probably won't be able to do it. So your training's not as, um, important and impactful at that point. Um, once again, if you could run around the block and then lift the same weights that you're doing, then good, you're in good fitness shape. But if you're just lifting weights, and you're getting stronger and stronger. Absolutely, you can lift something up. But once again, if you need to move somewhere and then lift something, you probably won't be able to do that. And, you know, everything's about survival at that point. And, you know, that's how kind of how I think of training is we should be able to do both. Now to the big one, the elephant in the room. Yes. BMI. Yes, I mean junk, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so you don't believe in the BMI? I mean, tell me that you know you're gonna look at my you know my height and my weight and tell me how healthy I am is absolutely ridiculous. Um, just because you're not factoring any muscle mass that anybody has, you're not factoring in any you know of their cardiovascular work that they could perform. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's just a very generic, generic scale that, um, 
you know, allows doctors to, you know, maybe talk about something that they want to bring up, but in a way that they don't really have to make people feel like they're, you know, lab rats or anything like that. But it's absolutely junk because once again, um, you could tell myself that I'm obese anytime that um, I see the doctor and that's only because of my stature of my height and my weight. You know what I mean? Okay. So it um, doesn't factor in once again, my fitness level or my muscle mass of the weight. So what's, what's the best way in your opinion, in your opinion, to gauge somebody's fitness? It'll be some type of, you know, assessment test, you know what I mean? Um, in a way that depends on, you know, what they're trying to benefit from cardiovascular or strength. But I would say, yeah, it would be some type of endurance test that someone would want to perform in that factor. Um, and then a strength test at that point, one, one RMs, three RMs, wherever their comfort is, um, just to see where they're starting from. And fitness wise, it, once again, it depends on what they want to do. But if it's cardiovascular wise, you know, how, how good can you run? Or can you run? If you're not running, what, you know, what, what tires you out? How can we get you to really figure out where um, their peak is and their threshold currently so then we could progress and advance them at that point. All right. So now if, if, you, if you're saying that BMI is junks, then how, how can we call somebody overweight? You could call someone overweight in a factor of um, their body fat percentage. Okay. You know, so, the, you know, the body fat percentage will tell them everything of overweight as in, you know, your, your, your blood or even your, you know, your heart rate and everything like that. If your heart rates, you know, your resting heart rate's pretty high up there, then that means, you're, you're, you know, your heart's working harder than it needs to, which means that you're overweight in the capacity that the blood is flowing not as smoothly and it has to pump through a lot more of the blood vessel which means that you have more fat around the arteries you know got you got you and then you have more fat around the organs too exactly right um so what is what's a good body fat percentage to have depends on your age and um your gender but um if anybody just a generic um if you look at the charts you know, uh, normal, not athlete type person, you know, low 20s would be something that someone would want to shoot for. Um, anybody that gets up to the 30s or higher um, tends to be more in that health risk area. And anybody lower than the 20s tends to be in, you know, pretty good shape at that point. Um, and then it's whatever your preference is at that point. Now, you mentioned heart rate. What's some um, good window? That, once again, is comes down to... Um, you know, your your type of performance and everything like that. A window of resting or a window of... Resting, resting. Feet per second, you know what I mean? You know, right. you know, so just really kind of honing in on that and just seeing if the body's working higher than that. But also, you know, everybody has history on where their resting heart rate is when they go to the doctors. So is it staying where it needs to be, you know? Or is it slowly increasing and you're, you're working a lot harder at that point? But, you know... Is there a window? Is there a window like, hey, you know, between between 20 and 60 or 60 and 80? You know, I would say, you know, the average is, you know, there is a window, but it's, it's you know, you're never going to be higher than like 90 beats per minute or something like that. But like, you know, 60 to 80, but someone might be low, you know what I mean? Someone might be at 50. So I don't want to just give a number just because, you know, we need a number. Um, but in the average of, you know, a beat per second is pretty, pretty average. So if you're doing 60 beats per minute, you know what I mean? That's pretty average of a person. 
that's just you know pumping regularly you know what i mean every right. every second you're pumping but it all depends on once again everybody has their track history on where they even started when they were younger to now and it's never going to be it shouldn't be anything higher than 80 beats per minute or anything like that you know ultimately that, that's where i was trying to get to so it shouldn't be higher than 80. yeah i mean the generic test is like if you're really looking and checking out your pulse and you know if it's beating like two every second that just you know wh why is your heart rate up there that hot you know what i mean so right. It just tends to be that that area of like, yeah, you just want your resting heart rate to be like under 80, you know what I mean? Just just a generic number, you know? And then performance-wise, obviously you're gonna jack it up higher because of that, but right. you bring the, it down. The, 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 the silent killer is like heart, heart attack and stroke. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of, um, you know, it's all what the people are eating most of the time if it's not hereditary and yeah. stress levels, if it's not hereditary. Right. Um, so now, now with people with hereditary issues like that, I thought I was gonna sneeze. <laughs> but, um, but people, yeah, with people with the hereditary issues like that, you know, what should they be paying attention to? Um, you know, they should just regularly be, you know, definitely getting their physical every time, just to really look at, you know, some some of the cardio cardiovascular work that they're doing and just seeing. Um, basically where the rhythm of um, their heart rates are beating at that point too as well. So more um, cardiac type tests at that point. And, um, you know, recovery of exercising. Um, they should be exercising to regulate their heart rate. Um, but also the recovery of exercise. Is it staying up there, jacked up there, or is it coming down? Um, I always tell people, you know, you know you're getting in better shape when you could really bring up your heart rate pretty high up there and then, you know, quickly bring it back down to normal too as well um so just the generic one but definitely when it comes down to hereditary heart attacks and everything like that just definitely going to a physician and looking at you know their their cardiac um scale and everything like that and making sure their beats are lining up to where they need um, the rhythm that they need to hit right pacemakers and things like that when you say exercise what comes to your mind is it a lot of guys will feel like hey i'm going to the gym I'm exercising by by doing these combination exercises. I'm, 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 I'm squatting, I'm deadlifting, you know, that's it. Do you count that as exercise? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's challenging and the, the body's moving, um, the blood's pumping because, you know, heavy weight um, takes a lot for the muscle to contract that, so it needs the heart rate to pump that way. Um, I'd say exercise is anything that makes you feel good, you know what I mean? Anything that could keep you on a good scale, um, anything that could challenge you would be, you know, an exercise performance. Um, it doesn't need to be an actual type of exercise. Um, but it all, once again, depends on what health-seeking things that you need at that given point. I expressed um, earlier that I believe that you should be challenging yourself, cardiovascular and strength. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if someone's just strength training, kudos to them that they're showing up every day and trying to challenge their strength of muscle mass and uh, muscle strength at that point too as well. And I'm sure they bring up their heart rate tremendously if they're challenging, the, they have challenging weight, you know? So um, whether they could be better is just always a question, but anything that you could be consistent on you know i don't want to really say that something's better than the other you know if someone could keep up with it that's the best thing ever now they've been taking like slowly over time they've been taking like phys, like phys ed out of the schools like how detrimental do you think that is to you know the future i mean our future the children i, I mean the children um are being deprived of you know 
their um, their own uh, potential, I would say. Um, there's been studies of, you know, some schools having the kids perform phys ed classes before they, you know, have school, you know, and how their grades have become a little bit higher because they're more awake, they're more advanced, their body's pumping, they feel more alive, and which means their brain's firing off at that point. Um, it means that they're excited to go to class afterwards because they're awake, they're alive. Um, to take away phys ed's classes um, just acts like, you know, the physical body doesn't need anything, just the mental body needs something, and that's 100% not true, you know? Um, so I think it's something that needs to be looked at before, you know, actions are taken. And also evaluate what, you know, maybe, don't, don't get me wrong, maybe some phys ed classes are not reading, reaching the bar that they need to to um, advance these kids and really look at the curriculum of the phys ed classes. Are they, you know, running around and throwing a ball around or are you actually teaching them things that they could take in advance and, you know, enhance their longevity of their lives and their one body that they're given? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. Thanks. Phys ed. Okay, yeah. You had phys ed in school, right? Yeah. So what did that consist of? No, phys ed was whatever you want to make out of it. We we did like, you know, one minute, uh, I'm sorry, the one mile test, um, just to say that we did something. Um, and then phys ed was whatever the gym teacher wanted to do. Uh, we're going to bring out balls today and play dodgeball. Every dodgeball, day. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you guys could, here's a basketball, play pickup basketball, um, kickball. Anything that they kind of felt like the kids wanted to um, kind of just, you know, stimulate their body at that point, um, realistically. Yeah. Now, for the children who are not getting exercise in school because maybe they might not have phys ed, do you recommend that, you know, parent, you know, their parents put them in some type of uh, maybe sports program outside of school? Yeah, and in the general factor, if that's not suitable, then no, you know what I mean? But yes, in the, um, the factor of, you know, one, they have a good structure, they have a coach behind them, they have support, they have people looking at them um, to make sure they're performing it correctly, and they also have the social aspect of it, of, um, you know, and the organization of it too as well. I'd say the blessing of um, that I play sports was that my life had to be somewhat organized to play sports, you know what I mean? I had to have good grades, I had to perform pretty well, and I had people relying on me, but I also had um, a lot of great support and friends at that point too as well that were more natural than not because we went through the same um, type of, you know, things at that point too as well. So I think uh, it hits the, the head on a lot of things to put someone in a sports program that they like. But if they if that's something that's not suitable or something like that, I would say just make sure the kids are really getting out there and moving, you know. Um, hey, get off your laptop, your tablet, go outside, you know, it's playtime right now, go move the body. Um, but I think the benefit of being in an organized sport that once again, you have a lot of great support around you um, is absolutely um, something that someone should look into if it's suitable for them. Yeah, man, especially the, uh, the social aspect of it, you know, just learning how to, you know, deal with other people, you know, just being in a team, you know, dealing with different personalities, played school sports. What are the, like, the biggest takeaways that uh, have stayed with you? Yeah, I'll say, um, yeah, I'll say the biggest thing that the takeaways that one, like I said, was the, the structure that was given to me, um, the expectation that was given to me. Um, 
the camaraderie that I had to learn and develop, the adversity that um, of, you know, maybe not feeling like it, but have to still perform it, or also the adversity of, you know, having to gel with someone that you might never had to in your life because you could just walk away from that person. But if that person's your teammate, how do you really, you know, extend the hand for that person right next to you and really act like, you know, a brotherhood or, you know, a family at that point. And, you know, I was able to see a lot of different personalities at that point too as well. So that really took a real, real um, advanced movement for me. So then by the time I became a manager, I became, you know, not just a manager, I became a leader in a way that, you know, I think sports taught me how to become a leader for, you know, when I became a junior or senior, how to lead the freshmen into things and be excited to do that. Also, how to be a team player at some point too as well, to not always be about myself, but how can I help one of the weaker team players to perform to know that they, they could become one of the better ones. Um, and then also, you know, how to really uh, boost some people up and advance their strengths and, you know, not really look too much on their weaknesses and really hone in on what they're really good at to advance them and bring more light to them too as well. So um, I really, when I was a manager, I, I really honed in as a sports um, mentality of, you know, we're one big team and we're going to do it all together. You know, no one's better than the other. Now, what I got up out of everything you just said is well balanced because yes. I'm talking to you right now and you're very you're a very sociable person, right? Yes. But but you can sit there and go through a workout by your damn self, right? And you, you can have the best time in the world. Absolutely. So I, I I feel like, you know, this is just my theory. I feel like, you know, uh, you know, the, the school sports, or whatever, you know, just that the the dynamic of working with those other people those different personalities created like a, a balance because like i said you, i think you are a very well balanced person because i i see people a lot and they're not that balanced either they're for lack of better terms antisocial, yeah or just or like really sociable but i i, I feel like you struck a balance and i think just talking to you and and, and, and getting some of your history i feel like school sports it, it, cre it created that recipe. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I would say I would, you know, years ago consider myself like an introvert, you know what I mean? But I also grew up with, you know, 10 buddies. So, right. um, but I also lived in a household with all females, you know, so um, being home, I was more of an introvert because, you know, um, I'm not gonna hang out with my sisters all day, every day. <laughs> They're talking about things that I don't need to be a part of. Um, but also hanging out with 10 buddies, I had to be social, but the 10 buddies that I had, or pl 10 plus buddies, um, they're all different dynamics of people, different characteristics of people. Um, how do you gel together? How do you um, seem valuable in that aspect too as well? Um, but also, I, you know, as sociable as I want to be, is it's, it's all determined on myself. And yeah, sports absolutely did that for me because it's, you know, you're going through the process when it comes down to sports and it's not always going to be good times and it's sometimes just going to be work and you know but you are going through it with other people so you could make the best out of it because you know the person next to you is going through the same thing that you're going through so i think sports allow you to understand that you know life will give you the process of um things that feel like work but it's all about the support around you and you know who do you really lean on at that time period and we all lean on each other you know what i mean and um that became a lot more of a social social balance 
thing that, you know, we're not all in everybody's business, but when it came down to it, how you doing today, how you feeling today is something that I do every day of my life when I talk to anybody is, how are you? You know what I mean? Can I uplift you? Can I be a support person for you? And I'll extend that hand and put my put myself out there to do that. But then I'll revert back to, you know, being more quiet by myself just to center myself so it's just a different person who I became um, at that given time but I will say that sports has helped me um, understand that everybody's different going through different things and a lot more empathy towards it so um, to be out there is something that I'm always willing to do to um, help somebody else out that maybe maybe doesn't mention it or anything like that or don't fit in okay as, as, as I said before well balanced as a parent how would you get your child into into you know fitness? Um, as a parent, I mean, you gotta lead by example. That's one. Right. Um, you know, so the kids, um, you know, some of the clients that I train, you know, um, it was a blessing that I was training some people at their homes. I still do, and um, you know, for their kids to see them work out, to see them, you know feel good after a workout, to get excited to get going, to change into the gear. I mean, you know, what is in your in your household is really the, um, you know, you set the standard right then and there. And then um, after that, just, you know, encouraging them to fall in love with something that they like to do. You know, um, all the kids have some type of strength or expertise, not expertise, but some type of strength of what they do in performance wise, just lean towards that, you know, and then something might spark to, Hey, you know, you're really good at that. We should put you into this, you know, check it out, see how you like it. And, you know, make it fun for the kids first. You know, I, I hosted a bunch of kids programs and I made it fun. I made it, I made it something that, you know, they wanted to show up every day, not for the workout piece, you know, to, to see me and to see, you know, what they're going to perform the next day and learn, you know what I mean? So as a parent, I would say, you know, become their best you know, coach slash teacher and don't have any expectations for them. Just make sure that they keep on trying their best at um, what they're trying to accomplish at that time period. Now, what do you think about the football moms who are scared of the kids getting hit or hurt? It's, it's a good worry. You know what I mean? I would say that's something that, you know, my mother, um, she didn't check out too many of my games, but when she did, she was um, really questioning why I played the sport that I played and why everybody was trying to tackle me. Um, and hurt me is the, the term that she used. But um, to me, I explained to her the name of the game and I explained to her the safety of the game. And, um, you know, it's not for everybody. It is a dangerous sport in the, the fact that anything can happen, but life is dangerous. Anything can happen in life, you know? So the best thing that I always said by it was what I got out of this, you know, playing the sport and what really made me become out of, you know, playing sports you know so the risk was there but you know if the parent doesn't feel like the risk is worth it then you know get them into something else that they like but please do not um you know deprive the kid of you know an experience that they probably can just because of the risk factor of it because they are trying to make the, the game a little bit safer and they are trying to do the best that they possibly can and if you do learn the proper way you're in you're pretty much in good hands because you are learning how to tackle properly you're learning how to perform properly and you're enhancing your body so it's ready for that type of performance too as well but once again if, if that sport doesn't suit them or it's too dangerous please find the alternative that is as good as that one if it's okay. that one has the awesome option all right now when someone first comes to you like if a client first comes to you what you know what what are some of the objectives that they usually have as far as fitness 
in, in objectives what do you what do you mean by that like objectives is as far as like goals okay um you know they give you the traditional i want to be toned you know <laughs> like i want to lose a stomach um i'm weak as all or you know you get some people that I, I hurt a lot you know what i mean i have a lot of pain um or joint discomfort or whatever it is um but yeah traditional is you know i want to lose some weight and i want to be in better shape and tone very generic you know for the most part okay the same all across the board but both genders probably not you know guy would probably not admit as much that they want to lose some weight they just probably um they probably just say they want to get stronger or something like that. Females would probably say that they wanted to lose some weight, even if they didn't need to. And, you know, it really depends on the person. You know, every different type of character comes in. But um, it all depends on, you know, where their comfort is. But for the most part, you'll see more females be more receptive of saying that they want to lose some weight and get in shape or tone. And you'll see some more guys say that, you know, they want to perform a little bit more strength training things and um, wouldn't mind losing a little bit of weight, you know? Okay. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> what should be the mindset when somebody comes to work out with you? Uh, patience. Patience. And also trust. Trust that I am the person that they, they need to walk them in that journey. Patience that that journey is not going to happen in a day or two or a month, but they will get there. But really is um, trust that they're on the right direction and that I'm really one of the people to help them at that point. So they're not second guessing um, why they're showing up or why they're doing the exercises that they need to do at that time period. Okay, so you said patience and trust. Patience and if, trust. If they're showing up to me as a, a coach, tr they have to trust in me. Okay. Yeah. As a trainer, how available are you to your clients? Uh, all day, every day. Okay. All day, every day. Um, I'm a text message away, an email away, um, a phone call away. Um, hopefully they could text me or email me before on the phone call, but I'm still there if they need it. To me, I know who I am. I know the knowledge that I have, and I know how many people don't have that knowledge or support. So to me, it's not just, you know, performing exercises. It's how your day is looking like. How's your week look like? How's your mentality? And um, that's why I always try to keep a positive mentality because could be they could be on a great track and then all of a sudden, you know, the in-laws come in and, whew, you know, rough week. I would love to know that, you know what I mean? To how to, <laughs> how to overcome, you know, the in-laws. How, how, how can they stop taking you off track, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, almost 24-hour access to me uh, at that point. So, so you're like coach, life coach, part-time therapist, absolutely, part-time part, part dietitian, absolutely. <laughs> Great living, man. Healthy living is where I'm there for, and it takes all those aspects, man. I, I would, I'd lie to you if it, if, if I, if I said that you know the hour, the two hours that I perform with these people is going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really the mindset that they're in and you know what they're doing in between the times that they see me that's really going to make the difference because everybody would love to see results a little bit sooner than it, it does come and at that given time period it is what they do in the in-betweens so that are going to get them there a little bit quicker and then also I don't want them to revert back to their old self so you know can I help you get rid of some toxins not just physically you know what I mean right. like who surrounds you what you put in your body how's your lifestyle you know so right. as much as they want to have um share with me is what i was honing on yeah. um now with with some of these relationships have, have they turned into like lifelong friends absolutely absolutely wow. um anytime i think about anybody you know as much as you don't want to mix business and friendship 
Uh, I don't really think of it as business. You know, I mean, um, I always tell people I, I believe I'm, I'm a hard worker. I could go anywhere and, and, you know, make money and survive and succeed. Um, I do this to help people and, you know, to see them overcome some stuff, to see them become happy. Like I said, I have a blessing of, um, of achieving very, very high accomplishments that, um, that took a while on the process. And to get to that final end product and see the smile on someone's face is really what I do it for. And um, it's just an organic way of doing it. But I mean, that's money can't give me any any more excitement than what, um, you know, those people, other thank yous that they give me. And, you know, friendship is something that, you know, I, I want them to always feel as great as they felt when they were training with me. So um, we, I always want to check in and I always want to support them any which way just to make sure that, you know, maybe I could say something that, you know, will spark more of that interest or spark the old um, that maybe someone that's been around them more recent than not can't do. So I will always, my number would probably never change if it's up to me that they can always reach out. Wow, train them or not. Do you have people that call you up out of the blue? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How are those calls? It's great, man. Um, to me, I'm a person that, you know, um, I'm someone that, you know, um, I'm more of an out of sight, out of mind person. So maybe if, you know, you're not directly um, working with me or anything like that, you might not see me as much, but um, I'm just a phone call away. As I tell anybody of friends, family, um, or acquaintances, like I'm just a phone call away and I'll, you know, block the time that I possibly can um, to really sit down and understand what their life is going through. Um, I really have a lot of empathy for a lot of people. So, you know, the, the phone calls are always great, you know, and it's always good to hear from people and understand the mindset they're in and, Sometimes they admit to some stuff. Oh yeah, I've been slacking. I'm just great to hear from you to know that like, you know, just hearing my voice maybe sparks that how their journey was going well. So, cause it's a life journey, man. And you know, as much as I'm here for the um, re result base and the positivity, you know, it's a muscle and the mind's a muscle, the body's a muscle. And you gotta keep working it um, for your whole life. So, you know, I would be, um, wanna be that person in that corner no matter what, if I, if I need to be. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Stone, Stone, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, um, I was there for all the way through high school. So went through all the school systems through there. And then um, I went to uh, Bridgewater State afterwards and then became a Bridgewater resident. So I've been in Bridgewater for many years at this point. Um, that's where I was managing to as well. And uh, my mother's from Stone, um, lived in Stone for the last, you know, um, since I was born, to be honest, and then she just moved like two years ago. So um, we're very known in Stone. So, yeah, yeah. so you, you're like a, a South Shore guy. South Shore, yep. Um, <laughs> families everywhere, but I definitely grew up in the South Shore for sure, um, and knew a lot of diversity because of that. And um, yeah, um, I'm grateful to grow up there and see a lot of different things. Um, and you know, my family is from the city too, as well. So I know a little dynamic of that too, but doesn't matter i just know people so that's that's really what matters the most okay um now what do you train out of um so it's funny uh, the journey has always been um moving and in a direction that i um have been creating so i currently train out of my studio now i uh, have um been working on a studio um ever since the pandemic happened so I left one of, um, I was a manager at the YMCA for once again, four years and then left to um, a very high end gym called Lifetime Fitness. And I was one of, um, became one of their top trainers very quickly over there and loved what I was doing over there. And then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, um, you know, I had a lot of my clients 
um, that I trained in general, just not knowing what they want to do in life. And to me, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life too, as well of, I want to go independent, maybe a couple of years later, to be honest, to, to really, um, you know, get the full benefit of being in a different facility and understanding a different organization and structure and everything like that. And really let myself build up to the great person that I want to be in that building. But you know, you know, 2020 happened to everybody. And, um, you know, it's what you want to make out of 2020 is really what's going on. And if you're still healthy and you're still um, being able to, you know, fight and wake up every day and proceed forward and then, you know, make the best out of it is what I believe in. And um, I'm grateful and God's good and that I, I found a beautiful studio and I have been developing that. And, and now I have a great studio for people in the wintertime to really um, continue the process and um, work towards you know some of their goals of health seeking especially when it's important in this this current time period more than ever what's your goal for your studio as far as what do you want it to be known for um a great happy um enlightened prosperous great vibration place uplifting i want that place to be known as um somewhere you go to really you know either boost you up when you're already boosted or boost you up when you're down you know what i mean i want that to be um some people safe havens you know what i mean um, especially in this time period um it's covid friendly so um you won't see anybody besides myself so you feel a little bit more at ease to go in there and you know it's me so um if everybody knows me you know that i'm here to make sure that you have a better day today and every day is a new day so hopefully i can help spark that but um definitely i want that place to be um just like anywhere in fitness or any fitness center you know you want that place to be somewhere that's like a second home to people that you know if home is not as organized or as um pleasant you know hopefully they could go there and really um you know, for the hour, you know, really block off the noise and feel good about themselves. It was really what I, I hope and I pray that that place would be. Okay, okay, okay. Now, your social media handles, where can people reach you? So, my social media, I have an Instagram, I have Facebook, I'm mainly on, I was on Instagram a lot, but then um, uh, because of getting ready for the studio and everything like that, I, I took a little backseat from it, but I'll go back to it. Uh, but it's uh, Manny.Cherry, um, M-A-N-N-Y dot C-H-E-R-Y. And um, at that given time period, I post, um, I used to post a bunch of combination exercises, things that you probably haven't seen before combined. That makes sense um, in a scientific way, but also in a way that um, cohesiveness of it. And then I also um, post um, some affirmations on Mondays right now, um, just to really get people going for the week. And then my Facebook is where you do see uh, more of the affirmations and that's just um, Manny Cherry, um, same thing, M-A-N-N-Y-C-H-E-R-Y. And um, that's something more personal, more people that um, I personally know really follow me on that one, but more than anybody's welcome to follow me on that one and chat, please um, just send me a message and tell me that you found me through here. Um, so I could connect with you a little bit more. And then I do have YouTube too as well. And that's something that I will hope to eventually be able to have a lot more home workout videos on too as well. So um, that way some people, if they're at home a little bit more often than not, they could stay motivated and they could um, do perform exercises with um, the least amount of equipment, maybe just a set of dumbbells or something like that. And that's just, you can look me up by Manny Cherry too as well. So I'm not too far, too hard to find, you know what I mean? Just look up my name and you'll probably find me. Now, what about people who aren't local, but wouldn't want to work out with you? How could, could they possibly work something out? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, not local. I mean, I have um, my social media. I have worked out with people in different countries um, in a way that, you know, we just find um, we talk to message. We find a, a platform that we could use. And um, I have motivated people or gave them some tools to, you know, enhance their performance um, or in the general aspect of I sat down and had a good conversation with, you know, people from different countries. That's how I found this, um, got the South African article. Um, great, great uh, publisher. Um, got to talk about a lot of stuff and what was going on in Africa at that time in 2020. And um, just great people, you know. So any, any which way that you could message me, we can find a way, you know. I'm here to help any which way. Yeah, when you sent me the article, I was like, wow, this guy got published in South Africa. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. It was uh, my social media when I was uh, really um, getting going on it a lot. I had a lot of people from different countries following me. And um, it was great. It was um, awesome to really um, just to inspire others that maybe didn't have as much as, um, you know, people in America do. And to still say like, hey, like I could reach out to someone that's in the United States. I meant a lot to them, you know, as much as we take that for granted, you know, that that meant a lot to them. And I would sit down and I really chat with them. I, I, would, I would still to this day talk to some of these people and Google Translate, you know, yeah. uh, they're speaking different languages. And so I had to translate it. And but um they're humans you know what i mean and they're they go through what we all go through too as well and maybe a little, little bit less fortunate or maybe fortunate enough but um you know who's better than anybody no one's better than anybody and you should be able to extend that hand to anybody so it was awesome you know what i mean it's a great great experience and i'm grateful for it fitness is universal you know everybody needs to to everybody can benefit from from being fit or you know developing a fitness regimen and it you know it also goes across different socioeconomic um levels absolutely right so i've seen videos or i, I follow an account of this guy in ghana god lives in a village and he has this makeshift uh gym you know what i mean i love it i'm like wow like this guy doesn't have a, a, a gym membership but he, he built every aesthetically this guy's like a god man yeah <laughs> So I'm I love like, it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you know, that's that's life. You know, you know, what do you got for tools and make the best out of it? You know, right? Um, you know, I love it. I'm sure that person feels great. I'm sure he inspires many um, in his community um, to try to try to make the best of the situation that's given. You know, yeah. So that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing, man. I appreciate you hopping on the podcast, man. And, no problem at all, man. I thank you so much for um, organizing this. Um, the beginning of you know the podcast i was just like we're just settling in on a bunch of stuff so i uh, um, i apologize for not saying the beginning but thank you so much for inviting me on here um i you know i always want to give back as much as i possibly can so if you want to do this again or you want to do it in a different lighting or you want to connect with anybody else please let me know i definitely want to i, I want to do it again but i want to do it i want to do it in a grander way like i want to do it at, actually sit down have the cameras and so we could do it so we can actually like uh get some footage of you like you know working out and you know showing showing the audience quick workouts i'm 100 down for that man um i think knowledge is power support is power as you um probably hear the theme of what i talk about more than anything it's a support and um i am grateful to reach anybody that i could reach and any platform or anything at, at that point i do not need anything in return um but I, i'm grateful to help your audience i'm grateful to help you as well and um just spark something for anybody even if i spark that for one person um i think it was worth it so 
um, any which way. If you want to do that again, please just let me know um, the information and we'll figure it out from there. And I'll definitely be there to, to help and support for sure. And you can always message me if you need any help with anything or you know anybody that could use my help. If you enjoyed the content, please show your support by following, subscribing, and sharing. Much love. Thank you for listening to Black Man Renaissance.